Hey guys, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Life from the perspective of a military family member is way different than a civilian standpoint. Military children and family members give up their hopes and dreams to be able to stand by and support their service member, and it isn't an easy lifestyle for anyone to live. I hope that this podcast is able to help connect the military community and give others just a glimpse into what the military life is like from the perspective of spouses and children. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Grace of Military Child and Life. Today, I am here with two very special people, Travis Mills and Chloe Mills. So both of you, welcome to the podcast. How's it going? Oh, doing really well. Chloe, how are you today? Great. Super great. She's so great because I'm her dad. It's her favorite thing. Oh, absolutely. Like, he's your hero, isn't he? Yep. Well, that and her mom. And what else? Cheetos. Is it no? What? 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 Huh? Huh? She's got her own clothing line coming out in a little bit called Rebel for Good, Chloe's collection. She's pretty fired up about it. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So, what kind of is this whole thing we got going on? We've got like Rebel for Good, like you just said. We've got Travis Mills Foundation, like tons of stuff going on. So, what is it? How did it all get started? Well, the Travis Mills Foundation started because when I was injured, I didn't know what I was going to do with life. And I decided that I want to um, give back and do something and make it possible for me to show families like mine that life's possible after injury. And Chloe was six months old and I was injured and I learned how to walk with her and, you know, uh, run and do all the things with her. And we decided to bring some families out to me and show them how to do things adaptively, which went very well for us. And, um, you know, ever since then, we kind of hit the ground running and that was, uh, over 10 years ago. And now Chloe's, you know, the, um, the reason that the foundation exists. And then she's also, I don't know. I don't know. She's one of my reasons for, uh, everything I do. I got her and her brother, Dax, who's a champion as well. And, uh, yeah, Chloe. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What was it like? Because not many people can say they learned how to walk with their dad. Like, how special is that to you? Well, I mean. You don't remember it, but. Yeah. But I'm telling like you. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to tell people like that she's the reason I started the foundation or I got better. I learned how to walk with her. She taught me how to walk. Um, I've heard her tell her friends. I actually taught my dad how to walk. It's very exciting. <laughs> it's a very special, special connection you two have. Yeah. Just have a, con- just have a conversation, <laughs> Chloe. I mean. You don't have to be uh, so the, shy. Yeah. What you like to do? What you like to show your friends? And you're always looking at me and say, hey, can I do it? Oh, I like twist my dad's hand. Can I talk louder? Yeah. I twist my dad's hand off. Yeah. She likes the shock and off actor of showing that my hand comes off. So she grabs it in front of her friends and twists it. And then, um, you know, I, I tell the kids I have a special hand that will break bones and small hands so that all the boys know uh, what's going to happen if they come around this house. Yes. And uh, we from there. But, you know, we like to rock out. She's uh, kind of famous for everybody listening. She's in a documentary. She's featured in not one, but two documentaries. The oldest one that we have is called Travis the Soldier Story. The newest one on HBO Max and Discovery Plus is called Hi, I'm Travis. And she plays the leading role of my daughter. That's your role in real life, too. <laughs> yeah. 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 What was it like filming that? Did you have fun? Do you have special memories from it? Yeah, we went to Fielders. We saw my friends. Um, yeah. She uh, she wants to be modest. She likes the limelight a little bit. I mean, she took. we have an article just posted 
I was given the uh, honor of being the main non-profit business of the owner of the year or something like that. Yeah. And they asked me what the inspiration was. And I said, Chloe. So then in the middle, they opened up the magazine or the, the newspaper article. And it was a big picture of Chloe and I. So she got uh, to take a school and show everybody that. Oh, hey, by the way, look at the reason that my dad's successful is me. <laughs> I mean, kind of props to you, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's something cool that you can tell your friends <laughs> and you can, you know, kind of show off that you're you're part of the reason. You're a big part of the reason. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not saying her friends' parents are boring because they're definitely not. But do all the kids want to hang out with, with us, Chloe? Definitely. Definitely. We, they spill the tea. I know all the gossips. All. Oh, of yeah. Because <laughs> why not? Why wouldn't you want to hang out with, you know, cool dads and stuff like that, too? That's yeah. right. That's right. I mean, I scared. I know my best friend. Oh, uh, girlfriend. I'll tell you what, my best friend. Wait, me, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. See, you know, but, just the bond between the two of you. It's obvious. Yeah. She's not going to have me. I kind of tell her every day how grateful she should be to have yeah. me for her dad and um, how lucky she is. And, you know, every every day I tell her that repeatedly so she knows. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Do you feel but, lucky uh, to have? No, I mean, do you feel yeah. lucky? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're nailing this, Chloe, with the one word answer. I'm glad we're having a real conversation. That's okay. I've had way worse. So I mean, it's, yeah. No, I got you. But as uh, you know, Chloe doesn't really remember anything about to do with the military. She knows I did serve, but she does tell people she's not from the state of Maine, where we live now, where her brother was born, because she is not. And I'm from Michigan. My wife's from te- uh, from Maine. And where are you from? North Carolina. She's a North Carolinian. Nice. She tells everybody. Because she was born at Fort Bragg at Womack Hospital um, in North Carolina. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I was. So she's a Southerner. She's a Southern girl. It's nice to be a Southern girl. I mean, I'm not a Southern girl from where I was born. I was born in Ohio, but I've the majority of my life has been in the South, so... Yeah, majority nice. of hers have been in the north, you know. <laughs> but it's kind of neat. I mean, she uh, she gets to come out to the foundation. She, she meets the families and she tries to show them, like you know, she used to come out a lot more and show them like all the cool spots and things like that. But now she's so into sports and things like that. Um, she doesn't. We don't go. Out, we don't both go. Don't go out nearly as much as we used to. Mm. But I think it's cool that if you think about my journey was to get better for her and for my wife when I was first injured. And now our mission in life is to show other families like, Hey, look, my family can do it. So you should be able to do it too. She's also kind of a genius. Hold that up. Sure. What are you doing? Sure. What are you doing? <laughs> so she's really a good. Rubik's cube. Rubik's cube. How cool. Yeah. Not many people can say that they can, you know, solve Rubik's cubes. I am not one of them. So. Well, ask her how she learned. And she'll, she, yeah. How'd you learn? Jamie. How'd you really, yeah. How'd you really learn? Jamie. Taught you what? It's just a math equation, right? No. What? No. I thought it was a YouTube <laughs> video that showed you. Yeah, it's a YouTube video that shows you how to do it. Yeah, but yeah. It's magic. And then we play Monopoly. Yeah. Yeah, we play Monopoly a lot. And the beauty is. He um, always loses. I'm the king of the world. Um, I'm so good at business that I even crush it in Monopoly. And we play checkers, and I crush her in that. Because I'm pretty bad at that. And I just want to show her <laughs> to keep trying because I'm nothing in this world is free. And you'll never beat me. 
Just kidding. Yeah. I mean, I am terrible. My dad will play games with me all of the time. And he always beats me too. And he likes to remind me that he always beats me. <laughs> yeah. Well, yep. Yeah. No, I got <laughs> But I mean, you know, we're... um. We, we, we get excited. Chloe and I hang out a lot. We uh, She does gymnastics and, um, you know, every like Wednesday and Friday night. So we're always riding over together. I pick her up, bring her back when I'm in town. Um, and we, because of my injuries, I think it, it gave us a special bond where we've, you know, I can remember. I, I'm, she's probably too young to remember, but I had my last surgery was an ear surgery. And they had to cut my ear and open it up like a door and, and make a paste on my jaw muscle and shut it to repair my eardrum. And I got back and I had like a bandage around my head or around my chin, like all around holding on my ear. And you don't remember this, do you? You told me about it. Yeah. And then um, they were trying to keep her away from me because I was kind of like, I was sedated, right? Like I was groggy. And then she's like, my daddy, my daddy. And she came running in, like pushed past my wife. And I mean, she's like two, maybe. And yeah. she fell asleep, like hugging my head. Like she fell asleep, taking a nap with me, hugging my head because Aww. I was... uh in a rough, you know, rough shape, but things like that. And then, you know, she was always, always down to go party wherever, like, Hey, let's go to the grocery store. Let's go do this. You know, not, not anymore, really. Now she's too cool for that, but I just make her go because I am the boss, which makes me feel good about myself. And he doesn't have arms to carry things. That's right. That's why we had to take the dog to the vet today because I couldn't let the dog in the <laughs> vegetable clinic by myself. Cause he would run off with my arm like the Taliban did. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I mean, it's true. Right, Cord, yeah, sort of, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. So you got to exactly. joke about things. You got to joke oh, yeah. about it. Got to have fun with it. So, what is it like? You know, I mean, you've kind of touched on it, but raising a child, you know, not only one but two children, and like, you know, kind of in a sense, growing up with Chloe, but then you know, living with these injuries, trying to keep as much a normal life for your kids and for your family as possible. Yeah, I think my biggest thing is I want to make sure that when people talk about who I am, when they're like, oh, you know, Travis Mills and people like, I don't who that they like say first thing is like, you know, Chloe's dad or Chloe and Dax's dad, you know, Um, the guy that has the Travis Mills Foundation, the guy that has the White Duck Restaurant, Um, the what? Best person. The best person ever. Right. But I want the identifier like by row number four or five to be the guy with norms, no legs. And I think I've done very well in my local area to do that. So People fortunately look past my injuries and I don't have a lot of like awkward stares and stuff like that because people know the story, but they also know the accolades of of what I've done since my injury. And I think that's played a huge role in, you know, my my life here because the ability to have people see me for me and not see me as a guy with no arms, no legs um, has been huge in letting my kids have a normal life. You know, having Chloe and Dax not feel weird that I have no arms and legs, just normal to them. But now it's not just normal to them, it's normal to everybody. And uh, I've worked very hard at that kind of changing that uh, that dynamic. So that way people, you know, don't treat me different in front of my kids. So they don't feel like their dad's different. Safe to say, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, growing up with, you know, a dad missing, like, I mean, arms, legs, you know, mine just has the one leg, but people stop and stare all the time. People, you know, point out and say things. Some people you know, do it more graciously than others. But 
it's awkward for kids. I mean, let alone you guys who have to, you know, receive the stares and everything. But it's weird for kids growing up because you don't normally have somebody staring at your parent. Yeah. And that's why we try to make fight, like light of it. That's why Chloe will take my hand off in front of people to impress them. Or she'll, um, you know, say, hey, did you hear that kid said? Or she'll laugh. We'll just laugh off what they what they had said to us or things like that. But um you know, it's it's a whole new thing when it comes to my son because he's so young that now there's a new generation of people that don't know me, I guess, and my son's going to go to school that I got to, like, retrain to look past my injuries. But that's no big deal. I mean, it's, it is how it is. Um, and it'll all work out. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just it, – it was it's more important to be comfortable in my own skin because that way I can address – I you know, I can address what people are saying or they're thinking or how they're feeling about me, and that way we can get back to being normal. As normal as possible. I'm not right, but that's not because the injuries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to kind of just find a new normal. I mean, that's all what we all had to do after COVID and whatever this new normal after that is going to be. It's like the same thing. You have to find a new normal. I was older when my dad got hurt. I was nine. So, you know, finding the new normal of stepping into kind of a caregiver role of not only myself, but my younger sister, my dad, and then step in wherever, you know, my mom needed help too. Yeah. Chloe gets in front of that uh, a lot now. We need something done, you know, um, like for Bodie's orange juice or something like that. Now it's her job. I know. I know. It's not my job. I mean, no, but, uh, (laughs) She's been great. You know, my biggest thing is like, I didn't want my kids to ever have to help me get my legs on. There's like five minutes of my day that I really hate. But unfortunately, me and her were running late to something. And it was just us in the house. And she had to help me get ready. And she, no problem. Just like, help me throw my sleeve on. Help me throw on my my caps. Put my arm on the right way. And uh, just about as fast as the people that help me normally every day. Um, we were out the door and, and on our way. So, it, it, you know, that's like the most vulnerable I feel is when I have my... um. I have to get ready for the day and I have to have someone help me with my legs on, button my pants for me and things like that because I can't do it myself. But, you know, it's only like maybe three minutes of my day. So after that, everything's pretty normal um, for the most part. You know, I take her to school. We roll up. We listen to music loud on the way in. But then we get to school. We got to turn it down when she gets out. And then, you know, I'm like, I love you. Have a good day. And then the one day she didn't say it to me. So I put the window down. And I started yelling it to make sure that she heard <laughs> me because she forgot. And then and she, then I fell. Yeah. Turned around. Oh, my gosh. Fell up the stairs. Um, and I'm like, well, you know, maybe the next time don't make me do that to you, bro. Learn your lesson. Uh, yeah. 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 And then, you know, we, we get in the car and I ask her about her, her crush and how, how her crush is doing. And same every day. They didn't talk. He, she did look at him. He looked at her. They looked away quickly. And that was it. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Is that not the recap I got today? Maybe. <laughs> We're very open about it. We talk all the time, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Snickers. <laughs> it's, really good. it's good to have that, you know, connection, even though like trauma unfolds and trauma happens, you know, you still, I think it brings you closer, honestly. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, our, our favorite pastime is, uh, you know, just making fun of people, you know, when they walk. But I'm just kidding. Totally joking. Yep. We don't do that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, you can definitely tell, like, the whole daddy's girl, mama's boy is a real thing because um, my son is all about mom. I mean, me and him hang out. We have a good time. But if he has his choice, who he's hanging out with, he picks her, I would say, seven out of ten times. And, um, 
you know, so I make sure that Chloe doesn't get a choice to pick her her mom over me because I I, I couldn't bear it. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy's girls are a thing because, you know, I yeah. that was my thing. Like even growing up, my my dad was uh he was on a stateside deployment and my mom was pregnant with me. Um, I would like she said she could feel me kick a lot more when, you know, we were around dad because um, we could go visit him because he was stateside. Um, I would like kick a lot more and be more active even from, you know, early moments. And then like my first words were around him. My first steps were around him. Like I waited something in me knew because I was just born to be a daddy's girl. And that's how it was. Yeah. I mean, I got fortunate, like uh, to make it through my injuries. I've never actually stopped stern to my mother ever to my mother she's uh sopping 135 soaking wet probably five foot uh you know two and i woke up from a nap one day um or resting yeah i would call it a nap i was in and out of consciousness kind of and i was at walter reed and i woke up and i said oh hey when's chloe coming and my mom said well chloe and kelsey they already came and we decided to let you sleep and like my mom said don't ever let that happen ever again i said this is the only reason it's worth getting better is chloe i said so if she comes you wake me up I said, can you, can you do that? You know, my mom was a little bit like, oh, little boy, going to talk to me like that. But <laughs> it's good that, you know, that was the whole thing. Chloe and I would just roll a ball back and forth. The first time I saw her, I thought she was going to be afraid of me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she's going to be so scared of me. Uh, I had a pick line come out of my neck. I had, you know, things all over my chest, sticky things. I had wound back machines in my legs, bandages everywhere. And she laid on my stomach and she uh, or my chest and she laughed and giggled. And play a little bit. I was like, oh, my gosh, how is she not afraid of me? And then it, I realized like, I actually look like every single toy she's ever been given, where I had short <laughs> arms and short legs. And I have a really fuzzy <laughs> chest. So I was like a teddy bear. And I can remember vividly that she grabbed my nose with her sharp little claws and <laughs> pinched it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it hurts. Stop it. And I was swinging my little arm at her. My little <laughs> I couldn't reach her hand. And my mom and Kelsey were just like, it's so sweet. They're playing. And I'm like, it really hurts. Please get off my my nose, and she she had a she had a really good clutch on my old my old schnoz there. Um, Yeah, so so you know, but that was the first time she saw me, and I wasn't too mad at her for hurting my nose with her her death grip. But uh, (laughs) but no, I mean, it was just like that was the reason I wanted to get better. Was I lived through injuries, and um, my wife and my daughter were there, and I figured might as well make the best of it, you know. Yeah, you know, my we lived in the Fisher house for like 10 months and we were very fortunate enough to after a couple months we had separate rooms. So my sister and I had our own room and my parents had their own room and we just had the door in between. And um my dad would wake up in the morning and not want to get out of bed, but he'd hear, you know, us getting ready for school and he'd be like that's my reason. Like my kids yeah. and my wife are my reason to yeah. keep going. I can't 10 months. Wow. I was, I was only in the inpatient hospital for five weeks, I think. And then they moved me to um, me and Kelsey got an apartment outpatient apartment. Yeah. Well, so we all lived in the Fisher house for that long. He was in the hospital for two months. I think it was um, a little over. Um, And then we were reserved. So they don't PCS you. We were literally our orders are written one day shy of PCS. So we had to get an exception of policy to move into on-base housing. And once we got that, I mean, we were able to move once a house opened up. Um, But How long were were you guys there for? uh, 
He flew in November 27th of 2011, and then my mom flew in that night as well. And then my sister and I came December 22nd of the of like the same year. And then we all left May, I think like 27th of 2014. So about three-ish years. What? Yeah. Was there a limb salvage to deal with that? Or what was yeah, that oh, was okay, a huge thing. Sense. And then um he's got so, much better life now, right? Like with oh, it being gone. Absolutely. I don't know why they do the limb salvage stuff. I mean, not not to be rude. I know it's weird to tell people to cut their legs off, but like I was there for 19 months and the last six months I probably could have retired, but they like paperwork held me up or whatever. But like yeah, but then my buddy like had limbs out, which blown the amputation. He was doing good. He was just dragging his leg around. He's finally like, just please cut it off. And they did. Now he's a Paralympian. His name's Max Rome. Yeah, and I'm just like, wow, that's insane. That people. I mean, not to be rude, I get like no, yeah. Leg, you know? Well, and they saved it in Afghanistan. The yeah. um, there was the Navy corpsman who literally saved his leg, <laughs> saved his life. Um, but we we are well aware that the, there is going to be a day that comes where that leg's gonna have to go um it's just like a matter of time at this point and when he he actually he first got his leg in february of the following year i believe and he couldn't wear it because it wasn't fitting right and so he was just his crutches weren't working either so he was in his wheelchair and we went to the px on base And this kind of slowed the recovery a bit, too, because he slipped in the PX parking lot and busted his stump stump open. Like, literally, you could see his tibia sticking out. That don't sound like very much fun. (laughs) No. So that kind of slowed that process a bit, too, because then he was back in the hospital for another month. He had, like, another wound back on him and stuff like that, too. And then, you know both through the process of healing again and then getting another leg and walking again and all that yeah. chaos. Yeah. I, uh, I was walking um, just shy of two months on my short legs and then it was painful, but I was just like, we got to do this. And then I did fall out of my wheelchair and like land on the end of one of my legs. But luckily I was fine. They had me on my legs for another like week or week and a half. And I went back to it, but uh no, it's crazy. Some people's stories are just insane. You know, I, I had I know. a very easy road to recovery. Um, first bad as my injuries were, uh, I had 10 total surgeries. I think that's it. Uh, when I went to Walter Reed, I only had the one ear thing. Uh, all my surgeries were done like Bagram, Kandahar, and uh, Longstool. Wow. And then, uh, well, I had no, I had one. I got I got stateside. My right leg had ripped open, so I had to cut my leg a little bit higher than, you know, than it was. It refolded in. Mm-hmm. But um, then it was all about the recovery process. And I'm telling you, I don't know who I would be today, right? If I didn't have uh, little Miss Chloe Lynn, you know, by my side during my recovery, because it was my driving factor. I mean, um, it's pretty, pretty defeating, pretty low, you know, thinking I have no arms and legs now. And what am I going to do? And right. then you get the chance to, uh, you know, see your, your actual child. And you're like, oh, well, okay, I didn't die. You can't just will yourself like, oh, maybe I should have passed away. I'll just, I'll die now. You can't just do that. Right. So right. you make the best of it. You keep pushing forward. And then, um, I don't know, she inspired the foundation idea. She inspired, um, you know, kind of, I don't have a, I wish I had a Rebel for Good mug down here, but, you know, the Rebel <laughs> for Good clothing line. What shirt? With the, with my face on it? No, the Rebel for Good shirt. Oh, just a, yeah, just a, <laughs> yeah. 
but um but no we just we've decided that you know what live strong come up by the wayside but everybody can be a rebel and do good with it like we did and go against the grain and um that's why we started rebel for good brand and um you know we're just excited about the future because we live in a world that takes care of guys like uh your dad and myself and gals of course not that you know what i'm saying trying to be yep. pc here, but the world takes care of people that are injured like us and then the best part is not only can we survive but we can thrive um you know those three minutes of my day get my legs on get put together and then i'm out the door doing my own thing um i'm living life to the fullest uh, because i was given the ability to make through my injuries and my you know will to live and my spirit to fight um was definitely amplified when chloe was there by my side and i realized that i had to get better for her and um and here we are today talking about you know all this fun stuff i mean right right at of course homework time so <laughs> unfortunately i gotta let chloe go and get some homework done she has a absolutely half she has to get ready for or showered up and stuff yes well thank you both so much for being here and for for sitting down and chatting about military life yeah, no problem. Thanks for having us. I hope we did okay. Yes. And, uh, Chloe, say something really compelling. What did your brother tell you? Live life, Coco. Just live life. You got to live your life. Yes, absolutely. My, my, she had a migraine, horrible migraine. She was crying, came to our bed. Uh, when I say our bed, I mean me and Dax were in there because my wife was out of town. And Dax stays in our I sleeps in my bed. That's not getting the weeds of that. And she was <laughs> crying. And Dax just looked at her and said, Chloe, you just got to live your life. You got to live your life, Chloe. Absolutely. Uh, that's my philosophical five-year-old. But anyway, <laughs> I appreciate you having me. Good luck with everything. And yes, uh, thank you. For the foundation as well. I'm not sure if everybody knows that you help out and crush it uh, at the foundation for us. So we appreciate that too. Thank you. Absolutely. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.